Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app today and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. It's time for Takeaways with me, Heidi Fang. Welcome, everybody, to the Takeaways edition of the Vegas Nation podcast. It's your host here, Heidi Fang, and I'm joined by Raiders digital writer Levi Edwards joining me here on the show. We're going to break down all things silver and black for you when it comes to the rosters. OTAs on Thursday, we'll get our first glance here at what the team looks like. We are talking here on a Wednesday, so I want to keep everybody up to date with what's going on. And that's why I brought Levi Edwards in. But first, I want to remind everybody before we get going to hit subscribe. We're Wherever you're listening and also we are brought to you by station casinos stn sports download the mobile app today and get a bonus of up to 100 when you sign up levi thank you so much for taking the time to join me today no problem thank you for uh, giving me time to be with you today yeah i'm excited because we have our first glance at what the team is going to kind of uh, look like, you know, just our first ability to see what they've been working on. And in that small window that we'll have tomorrow, I'm just like super excited. And I don't know how my eyes will catch every player on the field in that time, but <laughs> for you, I, how much are you looking forward to this opportunity tomorrow? Well, I'm just as excited as anyone. I feel like there's going to be a lot of excitement in the building not even just for the media who's involved, but also just for the players to be able to have, because some of these guys, it's their first opportunity to be in front of the Vegas media who's going to be covering them and also just be around a different group of people and also just kind of show, you know, what they've been working on. Uh, So I'm really excited. Uh, I think it's going to be a very good kind of first inside look at what this 2022 Raiders is going to look like. Yeah, the 2022 Raiders are, um, I think a lot of people are not calling a rebuild yet. Uh, Maybe a resurfacing of the wood floors, if you will. (laughs) Like the foundation is there, but the remodel is in effect. So when you see some of the new faces, is there anyone, we know the obvious, Devontae Adams, Chandler Jones, how much are they jumping off uh, the page at you as far as your level of excitement at getting a first chance to see what they look like on the field with this team? Well, when you have two all pro veterans in your locker room, of course, they're going to draw the majority of the attention. The guys that are proven in the league, they're guys that had a lot of success in the league up to this point. So they're going to be in a new uniform. They're going to be with a new team. Uh, so it's going to be great to see them come out and see what they can do, especially with how much attention Devontae Adams, not only has he already gotten, but the fact that he's now back with his old college quarterback, we've all heard the narrative, we've all heard the stories. So to be able to see what kind of chemistry they have is going to be really exciting because you see what Devontae Adams did with Aaron Rodgers for as many years as he did, but now he's back with his guy. He's back with his boy. So the, the chemistry is going to be just as good as it was with Devontae and A-Rod, I would, I would feel like. so. And Chandler Jones, he's a guy that, even though it's a new team, he's back in the same kind of scheme that he's already succeeded in in New England with Patrick Graham. So it's also going to be really exciting to see him. And I know that a lot of people are going to 
think to themselves, like, how is it going to fit next to Max Crosby? You know, are they going to be the leaders of this defense? What are they going to do to kind of amplify what they got? And so those questions are definitely, I feel like, going to start being answered tomorrow once we have this first inside look at how things are going to be. Yeah, you mentioned Patrick Graham's name there, and I've got to ask about the defensive tackle spot, because as we saw the draft unfold with some of the selections, it seems like the Raiders, including uh, the free agency and the acquisitions that they've made, that they're getting bigger at D-tackle. What does that mean to you? What is it indicative of when you look at Patrick Graham's defense? Well, I think when I look at Patrick Graham's defense of what he wants, out of that tackle position is he's looking for people that are versatile. And when I say versatile, I mean, you have defensive tackles that are really good at rushing the passer. And then you have defensive tackles that are really good at stopping the run. And he wants people that are going to be able to do it both. And I feel like within him and Dave Ziegler and Champ Kelly bringing in guys, I feel like they've all done a great job of bringing in quality defensive tackles, not only just in the draft picks with Matthew Butler and Neil Farrell, but they've done a great job of bringing in uh, Nichols from Chicago. They've done a great job of bringing in other guys, even to compete from a UDFA standpoint, to be able to compete at those positions. So it's going to be really fun to see where that ends up uh, just kind of going in a training camp. Cause I feel like that is, and you have Jonathan Hankins that they re-signed, and he's kind of been the, the force for that defense to tackle position interior for a couple of seasons now. So out of all of the positions that are going to be looked at with uh, the microscope, I feel like that defense to tackle position, those two, those two people in the middle, those are going to definitely be the guys that are going to get the most attention in the terms of tracking you know, depth and competition. Because I feel like those two spots right now are anybody's job on that roster, whether it's a, a veteran or whether it's a rookie that you just drafted. Uh, I feel like it's anybody's for the taking. So when we start talking about some of those names that you dropped there, like uh, Farrell, Matthew Butler, Zamir White is one that we haven't yet talked about. I just wanted to get who you're most excited to see from the 2022 draft class, which person are you looking forward to seeing as we look to the OTA starting here? That's such a great question. Um, And honestly, (laughs) if I had to make a, if I had to say someone right now, I would go with Dylan Parham because Dylan Parham is a guy right now. You look at all the other positions and, they're guys that, while they are amazing and uh, while they did do great things in college, they're definitely guys that, you know, are going to have to prove themselves and are right now considered rotational pieces, as you could say. Uh, out of the draft class of the people that you're looking at, uh, Dylan Parham might have the best opportunity or the best chance to be a starter from the jump. And he, when you look at his college film and you look what he did at Memphis, he played a lot of snaps. He's very athletic and he's very fast. And for the Raiders to be the team that they want to be this year, they have to be fast. They have to be physical. And that's what Dylan Parham is. And so I'm really excited to see what noise he's able to make in training camp and what noise he's able to make just moving forward, because he, to me, might have the best opportunity to be a day one starter as a rookie out of this draft class. And He's already done it, even though he went to Memphis, which is a, a non-Power 5 school. He has blocked four running backs that are currently in the NFL. So he knows what it's like to 
get off the line quick, be able to block quick, get, get to the right gap quick. Uh, he's just a really quick guy, and he's played with a lot of very quick guys. So I'm really excited to see how this offseason pans out for him. You talk about those four running backs that he was blocking for, and he opened up some big lanes for them. That was one of the pros of his scouting report when I looked it over after the combine and leading into the draft was that he was somebody who, like you said, could be very physical on the line to open up those holes. So when you start thinking about where he could fall into line, are you thinking guard might be where the Raiders look to fit him in? Well, I'm not a coach. I'm not a GM, so I can't I can't really give any expertise on what they should put him at because, of course, they will cross-train him and they'll put him across the line and see where he fits best. Uh, if you're asking for my personal opinion yeah, as a personal. dumb reporter, <laughs> I would definitely say that guard would be the best place for him. I know that during the senior bowl and during uh, combine workouts, they kind of – trained him up to be a center and he has that versatility to be a center. Uh, however, at the same time, Andre James, I, I believe is coming off of a very good year as center, especially the second half of the season. I feel like he was phenomenal at center. So with how many snaps Dylan Parham played at guard and the level of success that he had at guard, I feel like it would be in their best interest to keep him at that position and try to build him up there and uh, see if he can compete with John Simpson or Denzel Good for one of those two spots. So I think the offensive line is probably for fans and uh, pundits alike, one of the areas that the focus will be on. Do you feel like pretty much every slot is kind of going to be a competition as OTAs get started for the offensive line? Most definitely, and not just the offensive line. I feel like for the entire the entire team and that's the that's the whole goal of training camp that's the whole goal of the preseason is to create competition and whether you whether you are the number one guy or whether you're the number 53 guy in the roster or practice squad you want to have competition that's the goal of the nfl is to have the best of the best competing to see who is worthy of playing on sundays or saturdays or or Thursdays or mondays but that's the whole goal is to create as much competition as possible and so uh, offensive line is going to have a lot of competition. The defensive line is going to have a lot of competition. The secondary, the linebackers, I'm really excited to see the linebacking core and the competition that's there with the free agent acquisitions that came in. And they just got a, a UDFA that I'm a big fan of, but Darian Bud with Arizona State. Uh, and he has experience working with the linebackers coach now, Antonio Pierce at Arizona State. So he's a guy, you know, UDFA. He had a lot of success in college. He might come in and try to make a name for himself on this team. So there's a lot of depth and a lot of different position groups ranging across the entire team. Uh, right now, I'd probably say the uh, the only solidified position of someone you know will be on the field starting is probably Derek Carr. All right, let's go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back more with Levi Edwards, as I want to kind of break down the new philosophies that might be in town with Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler uh, running this ship for the Las Vegas Raiders. Stay tuned right here on the Takeaways edition of the Vegas Nation podcast. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. 
Welcome back to the takeaways edition of the Vegas Nation podcast. It's your host here, Heidi Fang, and I'm joined with Raiders.com writer Levi Edwards. Levi, we were talking a little bit about some of the new faces, but now I want to get into what the new coach has brought to the fold. As we start to see things unfold since his hiring, what do you feel like the philosophy between he and Dave Ziegler, the general manager of the Raiders, has been like? If I had to pick a certain word about what things have been like with the two so far, I would definitely say structure. Uh, the one word that, that strikes me is structure. These are two guys that have a plan and they are two guys that know what they want to do and they know what this team wants to look like. And they have a plan. They are very organized in the way that they do things. Just a very organized sense of feeling I'm not sure, for lack of better words, just an organized feeling uh, in the building. And I really do appreciate that. And it is very visible amongst the staff and amongst the rest of the players. So that's really nice. And when you have two guys that are, that are genuine friends and they've worked together for as long as they have, of course, you're, they're going to have a sense of structure and a sense of organization in the way that they do things. So it's been very nice so far. And seeing that. Well, as you start to see the growth now of the team as it's built out, one of the philosophies I think that they've brought with them is to have a crowded running back room. When you see every new face there that comes into the fold that had Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake already there, what do you see starting to, to build there as a philosophy and how the different running backs might be deployed over the course of the season? What I believe is, and you guys, a sneak sneak preview or plug for Raiders.com. I'm uh, actually working up a story on uh, Zamir White, Britton Brown, who are the draft picks for the Raiders at the running back room. Just kind of uh, a film analysis of the two. So uh, you guys, make sure you go on Raiders.com and check that out. But to go back to the question at hand is, I feel like what Josh McDaniels is trying to do with the running back room is not much different than what the rest of the NFL is doing with the running back rooms and that is trying to make sure you have as many good physical line uh, running backs as possible who will be able to execute your game plan when you look at the the landscape of the nfl the only true like rb1s i would say that you have are derrick henry and jonathan taylor right now for the colts and even behind jonathan taylor you have uh, a couple of really good guys behind him who can come out and produce. And Derrick Henry last year, he got hurt, and they still had a lot of guys behind him that came out and produced and got them to the playoffs and landed them the first seed in the AFC. So with all that being said, sorry for being so long-winded, you have to have a deep running back room. You have to have guys that are going to come in, plug and play, because it's such a grueling position. It's one of the toughest positions to play in the NFL People have nagging injuries and go down all the time. So you have to be as deep at that position of any position on, on your football team. So what they're doing is the, the way to go. And you are going to consistently see NFL teams continuing to have those four or five running backs in their room that they use to be able to continue to create tempo and be able to do what they want to do within their offense to get the running running game going. Uh, because I feel like the running game, even though we are definitely in a more pass-heavy NFL today, 
the run game is still just as important and you need to be able to create good run offense if you want to, you know, then you start to get into the great, you know, pass plays and the play actions and the options and all that stuff. So it's necessary. And I feel like what they're doing with putting as much depth and competition at that position is, is needed. When you talk about what else is needed, the red zone conversions is, I think, something that will be a focus of this offense. Obviously, they've already tried to improve upon what happened last year in terms of red zone conversions by having a guy like Devontae Adams on the team. But what else, aside from Devontae Adams, do you feel like can really help this team lead themselves down to completing these drives with touchdowns? This is good play calling. And I feel that Josh McDaniels, of course, a six-time Super Bowl champion, uh, offensive guru, he did amazing things with New England's offense, did amazing things with Tom Brady. And he actually even did amazing things last year with Matt Jones, a rookie quarterback who, you know, they were able to get to the playoffs and have a lot of success last season. So when you have a guy who's coming in and he has a, a good feel for his offense and he has a good feel for the tempo of the game and, and how things are going. He's going to be able to go into a bag of plays to be like, you know what? We need this right here, right now at this yard mark, you know, and, and this set of downs, you, you need a guy who's going to be able to be like, this is what we need right here to score against this defense uh, of what they're giving us. And Josh McDaniels is someone who's proven that he can do that and has had, you know, and has had notable, very good red zone offenses in his time. And I feel, I believe that what he's going to be able to do with Derek Carr and Devonta Adams and those guys in the red zone is going to be very prosperous just based upon the select plays that he's going to come and bring to this offense. I have a few more for you. First, which of these groupings do you think has really improved itself roster wise when you look at the the depth of that position, whichever one it might be? I would honestly go and say wide receiver. I know uh, a lot of people were kind of a little, uh, I guess, nervous or skeptical or questionable of the Brian Edwards trade just because he's a guy that has produced and he's still on his rookie deal. And he was someone that was in the uh, future plans of what this offense could be. But when you look at what the Raiders have added to the wide receiver room over this off season, not just with Devonte Adams, but with Mac Hollins, with Demarcus Robinson, with Keelan Cole, and a couple of the UDFA guys that they're bringing in and they still have Dylan Stoner on the roster. And of course you have the slot machine himself. So you have a lot of guys. Who's that? that... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you have a lot of guys who are going to really be competitive. And I, uh, it's going to be really exciting to see what that group will look like and how they'll be able to build chemistry with Derek Carr. You have two guys that already have a established chemistry with them. So it's going to be really nice to see what the rest of the guys, the rest of the additions are going to look like, because I do believe that this is a very good wide receiver group. When you look at it from top down, and then on top of that, you add in Darren Waller as your tight end, who essentially is just an, another receiver yeah. playing tight end. Because uh, the way that they use him, they use him outside as a receiver. And it's just so... With Darren Waller, you you keep defenses honest uh, when you have <laughs> such an elite tight end as him. So the wide receiver group is going to be really special to watch. 
again, with the cornerbacks, I wanted to get into just a little bit there with the depth, the addition of Rocky Yassin. When, when you start thinking about the depth of that position, who else can really come in on the field and make an impact? Well, I truly do believe that Nate Hobbs, a fifth-round pick last season who took a lot of people by storm, I feel like he's going to be – I think he's going to have another amazing year at nickel. Uh, if he, You know, yeah, of course, every every guy in this team, they have to come in and prove himself. Nothing is given to him. But if he can come in with the same work ethic and talent that he showed that he had last year, he will definitely earn that chance to be able to – be a nickel in this defense. And another guy that really intrigued me, who also already has experience with Patrick Graham in this defense, who's going to be a very significant role, in my opinion, will be uh, Deron Harmon. Uh, The safety, he had two stints previously with the Atlanta Falcons and the Detroit Lions. But before that, he had seven seasons where he played for the Patriots and he won three Super Bowls with them. And he's a guy that will fit perfectly within this defense because he's already has experience in it. And he's also a a veteran. He's been in this league for a while and he's really going to want to come in and pay it forward to these young guys. And I, I believe that Deron Harmon could play that kind of that calming veteran presence that Casey Hayward played last year on this defense. So whether he's starting or not, I know that the Raiders have two capable safeties right now in uh, Trayvon Merrig and Jonathan Abram. However, he is definitely a guy that can come in on some sub packages and really be able to show his worth okay. if given the opportunity. Uh, lastly for you, just does the uh, trade with Jared Stidham mean that he is in fact going to most likely be the backup to Derek Carr? Or how much of a chance are you uh, giving these other guys like Chase Garbers and Nick Mullins? I feel like it's definitely a... Like I said, it's anybody's position uh, when it, you can say whatever you want on paper and you can kind of say like, OK, well, obviously this is going to be the guy, but they have to work for it. And that's the point of OTAs. That's the point of training camp in the preseason. I feel like all three of those guys behind Derek Carr are going to have just as much of a chance to prove themselves to say, I'm going to be the backup quarterback uh, when it comes down to the trade. Why not make the trade? You're going out and you're getting a guy that you invested a lot of your scouting and a lot of your time in. You're getting a guy that you already know has experience within the system that you're going to bring. So you don't have to go through all the nuances and throughout all the, the I wouldn't say trouble, but you don't have to go through all of this time teaching another quarterback this brand new system. You have a guy that knows your system. And of course, the verbiage will change, but it will ultimately still be a lot of the same. So you're getting a guy that's already educated within the system to compete with two other guys. So why not? I, I feel like it was a very good move. And of course, Jerry Stedham uh, will have a little bit of an advantage just because of the fact that he is familiar within the system. But at the same time, he's going to have to earn that backup position just as much as Chase Garbers or Nick Mullins are going to have to work for it. Nick Mullins has been successful in the NFL already. He has a a couple of NFL starts. He has a couple of NFL wins. So he's proven that he can be a winner within this league. So it's really anybody's position. Great stuff. As always, thank you again so much for joining me today, Levi. I will for sure see you out there tomorrow as we endure the 100-degree weather to cover the Raiders out on uh, Thursday yeah. at the headquarters. I won't, uh, I won't be wearing any black tomorrow. You're going to see me in a white shirt. 
I guarantee right? you that. <laughs> I'm going to have to scare everybody with my pale legs and show up with the shorts on because that's the only way I think I'm going to be able to roll. But again, I certainly appreciate the time. Uh, again, tell everybody the, the latest coming on Raiders.com. What do you have cooking? Well, of course, uh, this week I've been doing a little bit of a film analysis, trying to break down some film on what makes these draft picks good. So I already had one story drop on the offensive lineman, Dylan Parham and uh, Thayer Munford Jr. And Wednesday, we got something that we got cooking up on the two running backs. Nice. And then Friday, we're going to have something coming out on the two defensive tackles that we already talked about, which is uh, Matthew Butler and Neil Farrell, and then additional coverage of OTAs on tomorrow. So uh, we're going to have we we're going to have a good week for content here on Raiders.com. I guarantee you that. Amazing. Well, thank you again so much, Levi, and I will look forward to seeing those articles come out. And uh, have a have a great day, man. Thank you again. That'll do it for us here today on the takeaways edition of the Vegas nation podcast, a quick update before I leave here. Uh, the judge that was uh, ruling over the case for John Gruden's lawsuit against the NFL has denied the motion to dismiss the case. So the case will see the light of day in court. Um, Gruden of course resigned as the coach in October after having some emails exposed and then sued the league and Roger Goodell uh, claiming the NFL leaked the email to ruin his career and reputation. So uh, Gruden had appeared in court in Las Vegas just on Wednesday afternoon and, excuse me, on Wednesday morning. And the league in turn has denied that it's been responsible for leaking the emails. Uh, That is a developing story. Make sure to check out LVRJ.com or VegasNation.com for all of the latest on the John Gruden case. And appreciate everybody out there for listening. I will be back next week. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today.